welcome back, everybody. This is yeah. episode 53 of the Lookout Podcast. I am completely dropped my mic. <laughs> hey, man, it has to, hey, hey, it has to happen this way sometimes, man. How did it? Okay. All, right. <laughs> all I heard. You know I'm keeping that in. <laughs> all I heard. All I heard was a tumble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep that in. Honestly. Um. Yes. Episode fifty three of the Lookout Podcast. Yeah. I am Meals. I'm What's here with Platinum Chanel Boy himself, Jeff. What's up, buddy? Um. What a show that we have today. First of all, what a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a week last man. week. We previewed it last week, but I didn't. Um kind of anticipate the amount of gosh feedback and a lot love of love and, a lot of love and, yeah and love. interest and all these other things that we've gotten for pokemon week so thank you everybody for participating in yeah. our pokemon week last week um, in celebration of pokemon day which was last week thursday um we gave out things i, I gotta shout out the winners mm-hmm. um and you know what? The winners might not listen to this podcast yet. Who knows? Um, because you didn't have to listen to the podcast to win. You just yeah. had to be a, a fan. But I do want to give a shout out to um, Spanish Savage, who won our contest with Quan Flick. Shout out to Quan. Definitely shout out to Definitely Quan. Definitely shout out to Quan. Um, who we are give out one free copy of Pokemon Sword and or Shield and Expansion Pass for the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra. Mm-hmm. So he won big. So shout out to the Spanish Savage. Um, also want to give a shout out to Novaj um, from, listen, um, the Bahamas. Okay. Turn okay. Um, um, a, bah- a, a Bahamian, as I want to say. He says on his Twitter profile, it says Bahamian, born and raised, stream on s- Twitch, a Bulls fanatic. Sorry to hear that. Um, <laughs> Bronx bomber, gamer, anime fan. Nonetheless, yeah. he won. He won the three shinies. I gave it to him last week Friday. It, it was amazing. Um, shinies in Bahamas. Let's yeah, go. Sh- sh- three shinies of Sabu, um, Grookey, and Squirrel Bunny. So shout out to him and shout out to everyone for just continuing to support during Pokemon Week. That was amazing. We got a ton of followers from it. Um, and they stayed, it looks like it so far. And that, that's another beautiful thing. Yeah, they haven't realized yet that they haven't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, nah, that was incredible. So yeah. shout out to everybody um, who's uh, who just participated in that. But yeah, once again, man, um, big episode this week. Um, big things on the Lookout channel in general, because this week, if you're listening to this episode, hopefully you've heard it by now, because yesterday we actually released a review um, of the new My Hero Academia movie, Heroes Rising, with Jamal and myself. Now, Jeff, do you have any interest in seeing this movie? You can I do, be completely I do. honest I, with no, me. No, I do have you interest. Can. My issue is, you know, I'm not a person that, like, I told you before, you know this about me, spoilers and stuff like that. Like, I can watch something that I... I'm not caught up on and like still enjoy it, catch up on it later. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I have interest in it, but you know, we spoke about it. I tried to finesse the, uh, I tried to finesse an illegal, <laughs> sure, <of laughs> an, an illegal stream and I couldn't find one. So I, well, I'm listen, not, it's I'm been out in Japan for quite a few months and I'm very, very surprised that it has not actually leaked out to, uh, like a sub or a dub or well, anything. I, I found one, but it was it was awful. Like I couldn't. You remember when we found the brawly and I <laughs> and I, and I said mm-hmm. that? I mean, it was it was worse than that one. 
So I just, I, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't worth it to me at that time, but yeah, I have interest in it. I do. But yeah, man, I mean, you can listen to our review of this movie. It's available here. I'm actually, I think what I'm going to do is, and obviously we're recording this before, uh, before I've made any decisions on it, but I think I'm going to put the entire thing on our YouTube channel. So if you are not following us yet on YouTube, you can follow the Lookout RNC on YouTube. And of course you can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, anywhere, legitimately anywhere where you can find podcasts or popular venues where the podcasts are not like on Napster or something, but um, (laughs) Napster's still around. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. I mean, I'm assuming the domain is worth a lot of money. I wouldn't just give it. Oh up. yeah, no. I'm. Yeah, I assume so. I assume so. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what we've got in store for this week. So you can look out for that if you like the My Hero Academia Heroes Rising movie. It will be available as a podcast. It will also be available on YouTube in full if you want to listen to it at work or something with your headphones on. Um, and yeah, um, please subscribe to the Lookout RNC and please subscribe to a lot of things RNC related. I mean, you made the big announcement last week of everyone getting their own separate channels and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So make sure you follow RNC Radio Live to continue to stay up to date on where your favorite show is at. No and more SoundCloud. Shows, yeah, no more SoundCloud. And your favorite show of the Lookout <laughs> is the Lookout. You're here. Uh, congratulations. Right. You made Welcome. It. Uh, um, this week we have a very interesting episode of The Lookout as we continue going through season one of Demon Slayer, and we have a very special guest. Very um, special. Surprised. I'm surprised that this happened. I'm surprised that this happened too, considering yeah. that he does not watch anime consistently or at all. And I was just like, you know what? I think you'd like this. Um, so you should watch this. And he was like, okay. Um, so we have, of course, um, OG Johnny Five, Justin Davis, who is watching Demon Slayer for the first time um, and talking about us on this podcast. So it's a kind of a perspective that we don't usually get because we're like fanboys. And we right, 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 right. <laughs> read the manga and we've, I'm about to go read the newest chapter as Dude, immediately when we get it. off here. Um on our iPad Pros. Um, Flex. Look out, look out exclusive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so definitely about to do that, but make sure you stay tuned for the rest of the episode. It's going to be us. It's going to be OG Johnny Five, Justin Davis, talking about Demon Slayer and anime and all this other stuff. So stay tuned, stay ready, stay blessed, and stay ready for what's up next. And we are back. Yeah. We're officially live. We are back, and we are here with a special guest. The first guest of this new season. Very the special. first time this man, we have, I have, <laughs> we have corralled him into watching this thing. And I'm very interested Shocking. in his thoughts. Um, I'm, you know, so we have Justin, obviously. If you've seen the title of the episode, you know, this, we have Justin here. Shout out to Justin. What's up? Hello. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> it is West very Coast early time. on Justin's half of the world. Um, very docile. Very docile, me. Very docile. But guess what? You know what? As we continue to go through this, we will get continuously, you know, the energy. I'm hoping we're peak. We're at a current, you know, I would say like a six right now. Considering festivities, no, like a four. it's a four. And it's a four. Not even four? a six. Not even a six, bro. <laughs> it's a four. Jesus Christ. Justin just woke up. You just woke up, no? Yep. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and I've been up for hours, obviously, training for this type of day. Yeah. Um, 
but I'm very interested in his thoughts around it just because Justin is into a lot of horror and gory stuff. And this isn't necessarily that complete genre, but it has a couple, uh, I would say it lends itself a little bit to a couple things. There's demons, there's people getting their heads sliced off, there's people getting their arms sliced off, there's people getting killed in the brisk of winter, mm-hmm. um, various things. So for this season, you know, of Demon Slayer, obviously, for this episode, rather, um, we were covering episodes six, seven, and eight. But before we do that, I would like to kind of ask Justin himself, the very docile Justin, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. What are your initial... Th- I mean, this is your first time seeing this. I told you when, when I sent this to you last week, I was like pretty much like, this is what all the kids are watching now. <laughs> this is the new rage. Yes, I'm very... I'm 40. <laughs> this is what's hot in the streets, in the anime world. It's not so that you're old. It's more so that you're yeah. not... In, you know, The anime yeah, world yeah. is a different world than you're usually accustomed to. So I'm just letting you know that this is hot in the streets in the anime you're right now. You're not old, man. You're not old, bro. You're not old. Come on. So you doing um <laughs> Peak J you know, five. You still pop smoking. There you go. <laughs> but, I, I gotta tag you in one of those. One of those. Don't tag me because I'm not doing it. So <laughs> <laughs> I would love I would love to see Mills do that shit. Up. I would like to just know your general thoughts on this show, experiencing it for the first time <clears throat> with some fresh new eyes, because Jeff and I haven't been fresh new eyes on this show for quite some time. Um but you, you, I would think you can bring a sort of different perspective to what we're currently analyzing on a week-to-week basis. What is your general thoughts, like, what, in terms of just seeing this for the first time? What stuck out to you? What, you know, what did you feel watching it? Uh, I think that um, even though, like, the general conceit isn't, like, uh, this is the most original, like, I feel like a lot of animes kind of have the uh, downtrodden... Um, sibling that has to be protected by the older or younger sibling like that that trope is like done a lot i feel like the way that they handle this is very much like um it's very like kind of human in a lot of ways like and it, and it gets it's really depressing from the beginning like literally yeah. from like the first 10 minutes it's super yeah. depressing um i i'd say like it, it mixes like the best parts of like Roroni kenshin with uh this movie called versus i don't know if you guys have ever seen it uh it's ryuhei kitamura no uh, i I don't watch real life things no (laughs) it's it's like uh it's this movie that's that's um it's it takes place in the force of resurrection i know that i don't know if you guys have heard about that like legend in in japan um where it's it's like this uh convict he basically fights the yakuza who are like zombies and they're they're all it's like one of the most violent movies you like ever and demon slayer mm. reminds me so much of uh versus it's it's really really good um if you guys have a chance to yeah, check okay. it out definitely do so but mm. it it reminds me of the best parts of that movie um while still kind of like re- maintaining the really cool sword play and stuff like that that I, that I like to see like I, I like anime with a lot of action and i think the first eight episodes of this kind of gives you what you need especially with that two-parter uh, so to speak, in like the uh, episode five and six, I believe, um, yes, with yeah, the, yes. the 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 uh, water swamp demon thing that kind of uh, has has just a, a very very cool um, powers, and he has like I've never seen anything like that in any any anime before. Yeah, you know, really like cool. where very unique, and then not only that, just the art style is just incredible and i think that's what strikes me from the beginning was like the art style when he when he when that sword turns the water it's almost like a painting 
Like it, it's it's insane. In regards to that, I mean, all of it is. This is we've talked about this in previous episodes before, but this is one of the most popular animes in Japan currently, especially from a manga standpoint. It's like selling off the shelves. The show has become more popular. There's a highly anticipated movie. And the, and the thing is, it's like we kind of appreciate what they're kind of doing with the movie from a standpoint, because season one has just been the show and we've gotten this far we got. But season two is essentially part of season two, at least was going to become. I don't actually know if it'll actually be season two. Let me not say that. But the following next step after this season ends, um, there's an arc that's going to be created into just a movie itself. It's short yeah. enough to become a movie, but still very um, heavy enough to be very important throughout the series. And it's incredible. It's a major point through the series well, in terms the, of kind of they're following a, a proper blueprint with, you know, making sure that the movie does lead. In. I think they did confirm that the movie does lead into the new arc. Like, you know, that is the, the secondary. Right. Arc, but that's how it should be i know sometimes it gets confusing when movies aren't canon or whatever but this is clear yeah. how it's gonna be i mean so, we were a dragon ball podcast before so we know all about that know. Just existing yeah. in the universe <laughs> no without reason. any particular yeah value or anything for that or no reference for it but i think with a and lot of new anime, they, how quick are they turning ahead. this around because because this i mean this is pretty quick right by anime standards like you usually have to wait yeah, like two or three years for i that. think they set it up perfectly for it to finish on toonami and then you know the movie i think that's probably what they're what they're waiting because the movie was announced when uh you know the last episode had finished up on you know uh crunchyroll or in japan hulu japan right mm-hmm. um and then they did the preview of the of the film um, so, I, and then of course they announced it on Toonami. So I, they, I, they look like they got everything in order, which is very like, it's pleasing to fans. Cause you know how it is. Sometimes you do, like you said, it's, you got to wait a while or it's just right. so out of touch. So we are talking about episodes six, seven, and eight for this episode. Um, it starts off pretty, you know what? I like the way that it kind of started off with action and it's kind of like while Tanjiro, um, his first time kind of like fighting was against that major demon um during the during the um during the exam um we finally get to see him go on a mission and really kind of like you know fuck people up um so the first bit that we got in this first mission arc is Tanjiro and Nezuko versus the swamp demons as we've talked about this shit just looks so cool just yeah, in general so i mean it's the way that it's done is it's actually at first it's confusing you're trying to figure out what the hell is even like happening um but they just they do it so well and it, it's like it's so pleasing to watch i think like i said before like that's like the one of the best things about the show justin mentioned it again like already you know getting his perspective on it is important because it's like sometimes we are you know we 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 do this consistently so it's like we it's easy to get excited about something we've never seen before so right. uh, having justin talk about it from his perspective and saying like visually this shit is like really it's it's pleasing to watch and that's that's these episodes are really good yeah, yeah i mean even just even just simple i think i think a lot of times one thing that takes me out of anime now when i watch it um is that they kind of slack i think on like just like maybe like secondary characters, tertiary characters, mm-hmm. like people that don't really matter. Yeah. I feel like everyone has like their own thing. I think there's like one, uh, I think, was it like episode one or two where he's like, uh, he wants to get the, the materials for the basket and yeah. he wants to pay yeah, the guy. Two. 
and mm-hmm. and that part is just so subtle but really funny the way that they even animate him slapping the money in his hand like take <laughs> yeah. the money right now like it, it's it's it has its own visual style that you've never seen in any other anime right. before like and, and that's where you know in in episodes like six seven and eight the visual flair really comes out because you get to see him do a lot more stuff with the sword than he did during the training right right and in in also kind of a standpoint of the the general just the gist of it it's like a very simple plot like okay there is um you know there's a there's girls being abducted in the town we need you to go and we need and you eat it right not just abducted <laughs> i mean i had a joke about this and then i'm just gonna ignore it but you know i think you know we're all thinking the same thing um however Tanji, he gets they're being abducted and the just the simple it's a simple plot of like oh go save them but they kind of like string it out and not only that but you you get these very various instances where you're like sprinkled in with a little bit of you know information like oh these demons just don't i mean these these demons just aren't dying as quickly as is before like they regenerate pretty pretty quickly um and you also get a taste of this is also in reference to kind of helping explain Nezuko a little bit more, because let me tell you, the first time Nezuko hopped out that box, I was just like, oh, my fucking God, like, this is so cool for me. I didn't expect Nezuko to fight when I initially watched this, but her kind of jumping out and kind of like handling it and and they're able to do the brother sister thing and kind of um, her defending him and kind of like adding to her story of like her being a demon, yet still seeing humans as pretty much um humans or friends yeah still yeah still seeing humans as her friend and things like that is just adds so much to it and i think just in general this this part is done so well it's a nice little introduction rather i would say in terms of all the fights it gets way more original down the line and not to say that this isn't original but it gets way more like when you when we reach a couple fights later on there's a there's a fight actually towards the end of this you see the two villains that show up um in episode eight and that one gets really that one is crazy crazy with the animation oh yeah you should continue because not 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 just because we got the show like watch this yeah i think you're like the end the fact the things that you were saying just from you know telling us those first six episodes Mm-hmm. <laughs> this like it really really like it blossoms dude like the rest oh, of this it, season is so good and just the animation like we we're talking about it last week where it's just like okay he does the water wheel and the water wheel we said like the water wheels like it's like the equivalent to like squirtle learning bubble right compared to like, what we learn <laughs> yeah, it's it's very le- like low level stuff like compared to like what we see and the beautiful and the art and like all and the the motivations that are added into it and, and everything like that and how they keep up like Tanjiro in various points breaks his ribs he like breaks his legs he's like all throughout this entire thing like this anime has no qualms in terms of like adding to the realistic factor of it but kind of like establishing why these characters aren't they're just not super powered for no reason like it's just there's something very... about seeing children uh, push to their limits <laughs> right. trying to kill somebody how old is he? How old is he? Tanjiro, I think he's about yeah. 14 now. Yeah, he was the okay. oldest out of his Yeah, he his, was uh, siblings. He he might be 14 now. Usually the demon slayers, I mean all the high level demon slayers at this point are kind of like 17, so they're not like really really old. And I even think like the head of the demon core is like maybe like 24 yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, he's a young one. Um 
the idea that he's 14 doing all this shit is just <laughs> incredible. Yeah, right? right? <laughs> he's going through and so especially much. considering, I mean, we talked about the first few episodes, like 18 months goes by. <laughs> so it's like the fact that he's 14 now is still kind of incredible. And he's been training since he was like 12 or something. Um, all this, all this yeah. uh, traumatic stuff has happened to him in early, early ages. And he's kind of have to live with it as well. Um, you know, I love... I don't know if I love this, but the father wilding out on the fiance for letting his daughter get stoned by a demon. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like that, part, that was just wild to me. It I, was it was wild, but it's, <laughs> I think it's, it's that's like I feel like that was some real culture, like because I'm like what I'm supposed to fight a demon? Like, yeah, like what you want me to do? Like <laughs> you want me to die? And you're I mean I I'm trying to see if this is the point where we're like nah I would have squared up with the demon and like this is where we would have I don't know what he thought that could happen. All the girls are kind of disappearing, but I guess it's supposed to be like you're supposed to protect her, but it like also like I didn't see it coming. So like what do you want me to do? But the father like wild out on the he did. on homeboy. I think um, the, the show ramps up on the adult themes, the the hashtag adult themes very quick. Like they yeah. they ramp up on those like literally within moments. And I think what kind of disturbed me was the way that these. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself here, but uh, Swamp Demon described uh, the the taste of the the girls that he was eating. Right was just like okay this guy real deep real quick like yeah, he was like you know yeah. i can't like she's 16 already if above 16 if the moment you're gonna get stale you're gonna... it's a it's a it's a very i was like, like r kelly what's going yeah, on yeah, that's, it, what, it's I mean, a, that's the joke that i was alluding to right it's a very bloodlust <laughs> turns me on type thing you know we, you see that a lot in anime but they yeah they definitely yeah. like pushed it so there's another anime out called The Promised Neverland as well that's also centered oh, around yeah. where demons are kind of like the 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 antagonists as well and it's a similar thing where uh, I, you, you know I think Promised Neverland is a little bit more fucked up. Yeah, it's it's more. I think you would it's a it's kind of like a psychological thriller type of anime. Um <laughs> basically Justin is an orphanage of kids being groomed at a to be eaten at a specific age. Yeah, oh, okay. I mean, well. yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's it's fucked up. That, but it's a, it's also a good show. Yeah, yeah, but it's a you know, I think they handle it. You don't see too much like gore. I mean, it's not as gory as it is, but that first episode, once again, like these first episodes, kind of like really like whoa, holy shit. But um, it's something like that where I think in general throughout the throughout just anime these are kind of like what demons is maybe it's japanese culture in terms of like the folklores in terms of demons and preying on young girls and young bodies and things like that and wanting them while they're fresh and still develop but not like too developed where it's like stale i guess um but yes i did 100 percent think r kelly while watching this um um so once again, I mean, the Swamp Demons, they're out here. They split into three. It's not really, in terms of just the power that they have, compared to most of the demons that we see later on, they're very, it's very, like, it's a cool visual, but it's not, like, they're Trash. not. Yeah, they're, like, they're just Cybermen. Of what you see later. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're trash. They're the Cybermen of the It's got a weird gimmick. That's it. Yeah, it's a gimmick. It's a, it's interesting. I love the part where Tanjiro decides, um, once again, I mean, the Tanjiro and Nezuko back-to-back like Lethal Weapon type of deal, to me, is Amazing. just a great visual of brother and sister. Really, all they've all they've got is each other, 
and they're just fighting back to back, and it's just an amazing visual, yeah. I think. Especially when she popped out the, the box, box, I said, "Oh, okay, that's what this is about." I'm gonna coop with the box. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, she hopped out the box. But here's the thing: that like, really is the box. Yeah, <laughs> truly, truly. <laughs> he, everyone is like, um, you see earlier in the episode, Tanjiro's like Nezuko, Nezuko, and he's like, maybe she's sleeping. And then, like, at the sense of danger, maybe the smell of demon, maybe something out, she's like coming out as the protector for him. And it's like just insane how kind of like they share that link as brother and sister, and they're just right. like, w- without any, you know. Without hesitation, she jumps out and she's ready to fight and get into it. Tanjiro has kind of evolved from initially just being like, oh, okay, I'm just, you know, you see it from episode two where he can barely kill that demon to now where he's like freely got the demon at like, yeah, yeah, knife point. And just like, let me know all about Muzan Kibitsuji. Muzan. It's a... The, the even the demon you kind of you get a hint of how fear fearsome Muzan is just from the way that this demon is reacting because um they've been told not to say his name at all he, he literally stopped the tough guy yeah he, yeah, he stopped yeah. the tough guy act as soon as he says yeah. the name he's just like nah 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 nah, nah hey, we man, can't I'm telling you the <laughs> we reason can't, we can't do that bro one of the reasons why I just I I do need you to like just finish this first season there maybe to me personally maybe the best you know scene in this series has to do with muzan and it's like mills and you i mean you know which one i'm talking about but that's i mean it is just like it's near the end but it is it is like one of some of this craziest shit i've seen in anime in a minute muzan okay all right i'm telling you it's the suge knight of the series he is he is he is the king of death row, the king of the demons. He is everything. He is the big evil. And at this point now, we're going to 100% just talk and just, you know, talk about Muzan in general. Because he's introduced in the latter part of episode seven um, in a very interesting way. Because, you know, you kind of get a little bit of the backstory once you kind of understand what Muzan is about. Especially when you figure out that he is the demon, that is, he is the only demon up to this point um, who can turn other people, other into, people demons, into demons with his blood which means he was the one who turned nezuko into a demon which means he was the one who killed tanjiro's family um we later on learn about why he does that um but muzan is the big evil he is the 100 percent final boss he is everything he looks like the most evil michael jackson that i've ever seen in my life he's got a great design i love his design all of them it's by the way <laughs> he is a shapeshifter i mean there's so many different well there's things, more than so. one well right I, you just gotta keep watching because he, he he gets down he gets down he he transforms into pretty much because he got a he got a whole family when i saw him yeah i mean yeah. so yeah. Let, let's uh, in terms of just evolve this uh, this is um we get to the Asaksa um, arc of this entire thing. And I literally had to write how it's pronounced because I'm not trying to <laughs> um, offend anybody. But um, I love the setting, first of all, just the look of it all and just the metropolis of Japan and that area and the bustling area, but still like the lighting and the colors and everything like that. I just kind of love the visual setting of it all. And for him, for no, Tanjiro... This takes place during a... Uh, this takes- 
this takes place during a feudal era, but it, when you see that, it kind of takes you out of that, right? Like it's it's a like it, it doesn't take take place like it, it's kind of like a mix. It, like it looks yeah, like a mix of like not futuristic. They're definitely modernish. Like it just looks right. current. I think it's because it's the city, and yeah. really, the yeah. from what we've experienced thus far, we've really kind of been in the countryside. So it's like for the first time, we're kind of like seeing a major city where there's a lot of people, as opposed to the countryside where there's a couple of people and it's a it's a small town and people are you know just talking here and there. But when you get to see you know Osaka, um, it, it it's beautiful and Tanjiro. That's a very rare encounter because up to this point, I mean, we learn in the future that not many demons run into Muzan. Like right. it's it's impossible, and it's really impossible because one, you only see him during the night because he's a demon. Um, two, um, he shape shifts so often that you're able to realize it. Um, but Tanjiro remembers the scent that he experience when initially killed his family in episode one and he drops everything and he runs over to Muzan and the he comes face to face with him for the first time and he really calls him out in a crowd full of people and you get a kind of eerie dark feeling while Muzan is with his family I don't even know how much of a family that actually is um no he probably I feel like he I I don't I, I don't have the the uh the advantage of having watched this, but I feel like he like brainwashed those people. Like they don't feel like they're like his real family. Real. Yeah, they, they, yeah. yeah. They don't seem real to me. And I, again, I'm just going into this, you know, with no prior knowledge of the show, but it, it, I felt as though I was like, yeah, he, he definitely brainwashed these people. Yeah. I think, you know, it's, it's weird because he is a demon who shapeshifts. He's a demon who deals with a lot of things as well, but also, um, I mean, I would say in terms of what his true form is, this is probably the closest kind until we see the truest of all forms. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I could see that as well, that that's not really his family, because really, they aren't really established much later on throughout the series. No, I don't even think not. we go back to them we, at all. We don't. We don't. Um so for them being there and Tanjiro kind of freezing because he's like, oh, there's a human mother. He's like, yo, he's 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 acting like a human. He lost his composure after that. Yeah. He lost his composure a little bit after that. That's insane that he's acting like he, with a family and a, and a mother and a daughter while he's out here, like destroying families. He destroyed my family. Um, and he's out here with a human wife and a human daughter, just kind of parading around. And it's like, it takes all of Tanjiro. I don't know to just kind of like freeze right there because he doesn't want to become kind of the monster that he knows Muzan is, but um, it's crazy. It's a nice, it's it's a nice like reversal of of characters there where he is hell bent on destroying him to a point where he nearly, like you said, becomes that monster, and it also mm-hmm. fucks him up because it's like, hey, like not only is he destroying families and and having one, but he's he's literally. Uh, he, he's seeing how how the wolf can hide in sheep's clothing, so yeah. to speak. Like this well, is how he walks among us. Yeah, that's how he walks among us. He's like, I don't know this nigga. I don't know who you are. I've never seen this man. <laughs> never seen this kid before. I don't know. I, like, I'm, I'm trying to go to dinner. Let's go. Um, 
Muzan, just in general, demon progenitor. He is the he is the first demon that has ever existed, and he has lived for thousands of years. Um, the first thing that he notices, and probably the most significant thing that he notices on Tanjiro, is the Harafuda earrings, mm-hmm. and that kind of like, while it's very very small and subtle, it's a, it's it's a very yes yeah, super major important part of the show um that'll probably actually be established more in the movie um yeah, uh, yeah, than anything yeah. but in terms of the significance of the harafuda earrings just to like if we speak on it very very quickly the harafuda earrings are passed down from a pretty much a family and it's a and it's one of the families that pretty much has threatened um muzan for quite some time and i'll say that as the most i'll say without giving up too much spoilers um but Tanjiro wants to know from Muzan how to turn his sister back into a human. And it's just there's this confrontation in the middle of the street. And just to get out of it, Muzan slashes a he buck fifties a guy. <laughs> <laughs> quick with the quickness. Yeah, with the quick he slashes someone's neck in the middle of the street and turns him into a demon and manages to slip away. Um It's cold blooded, man. It's it's He's bad, man. He is fucking evil, just in general. Um, I I I love just you know what I think Muzan in the series. He he's someone who has lived. He's pretty much going to be a major character throughout the series. Everything that kind of moves forward when it comes to demons is associated with him, especially when we get further down the series and as we continue to get to get to the demons that are in closer proximity with him. Yeah. Um, but he is just, he is the ultimate evil in this series. He's a badass. Tanjiro, He's badass. Yeah, and, yeah, and Tanjiro has to pretty much, his entire goal is to defeat him to the point where he tells him how to turn um, Nezuko back into a human or just kill him in general and um, kind of avenge his family's death. Um, yeah. I like that scene no- a lot. Which one? I like that scene a lot. The the yeah. scene in in the city. Um, again, it, it's kind of like the cliffhanger that kind of leaves you off <laughs> uh, into into that next episode. But um, I I think that it's it's a nice again a nice reversal of fortune where you get you get the sense that it's kind of like a cat and mouse game, mm-hmm. and uh, Tan, Tanjiro is like he he literally realizes at that point that he's the mouse, uh, right. and not the cat in the, right. in the situation. Right. And I mean, when when they do get to finally meet at some point within, you know, this entire series, we're going to look back on this moment. Like, you know, this was, you know, the the true first encounter and when he got a first taste of it, what it really was. So it's super important. And they, they did it well. And I think, like, that is why when it happens again, you know, it's going to be big time. Um. Yeah. There's another scene all after the fact where he kind of like says his family is like, go home. I got some business to deal with and make sure of all this other stuff. And it kind of it's a scene that gives much more context to Muzan in terms of just the evil that he is and how far his how deep his darkness actually goes. Um, because he runs into a group of young drunk kids. <laughs> playing around in the streets yo you look pale oh my god how's your skin look like that and he ends them in Man. seconds like he ends them in a way and it even i mean he ends the one guy another guy comes up he punches him up in the air all this blood is coming from the sky before he falls down 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then he walks over to the girl, which is probably the most sickening and probably I, I the text, most disturbing I text thing. I about this scene. How disgusting it was. It's pretty it nasty. The most it's disturbing nasty. scene. It's very disturbing. Because Muzan's entire thing is it, once he gives you even a drop of his blood, you become a demon. And determined by how much blood he actually gives you determines how strong you are. But in this scene, he overloads this girl with blood, and he overloads this girl with that, and his, and her body isn't able to handle it. And eventually, all the cells in her body just like disappear and just like mm-hmm. break down too far, and like her, she's convulsing, and her arms is shaking, and then she turns blue and purple and red and all yeah. this other stuff, and it just eventually just disappears and explodes. And she's like, "This is the true power that I have." I can either make you immortal or I can kill you. And there's nothing in between. Um, and, and then, he's you know, yeah, yeah, he's, he's cold. He's cold. With it. He is. Um, he then calls two demons quickly over and is like, yo, kill the kid with the Harafuda earrings. I got time like, for this shit. Yeah, I don't got time for it. And he has many other head. demons and he has many other demons that that do his bidding as well. I think all pretty much demons do his bidding, but um, many other demons do, do as well. Do you think he's afraid of, of Tanjiro? Like, do you think he's like, you know, this, this kid, he knows who I am. He can smell me. He has unearthed. Cause I, I don't think there's many people that can see him on the street and know who he is. Right. right. I think that did shake him a little bit, although he kept his composure. But yeah, seeing seeing someone basically call him out for who he was, even though obviously he's not going to admit it. I'm sure it, I don't I don't know if I want to use the, you know, scared or afraid, but it definitely like it startled him a little bit. You know, he's like, All right, I got to do something about this regardless, because I'm not about to have nothing mess up anything I got going on. So I think he's very much so con- he's 100% concerned that he was able to sniff him out and really kind of like run actually towards him because I think he's been living a life in the darkness and kind of like he hasn't really been disturbed, hasn't really been threatened. No one has really found him as we learn a little bit later on that no one has found him. He's the first once once um he goes back to when Tanjiro goes back to the demon core and they discover that he is one of the only demons that have seen Muzan in person. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. In terms of actually afraid, um, it gets opened up a little bit more, especially if you're at the point currently now in the manga where they're having this like this showdown. But um, it gets opened up a little bit more, and you see that the Haraf- it's the Harafuda earrings. I was about really to say, if he didn't see the earrings, maybe he would have it differently. The Harafuda earrings yeah. were held by a warrior that almost killed Muzan. Um with a technique. So he knows that anyone with those earrings kind of will eventually is, is a threat to him. It's kind of like the Saiyans and Frieza. It was like, Oh, I thought I killed all of the Saiyans. And then it was like, actually you got a tail. You got a Saiyan. Yeah. And now it's like the legendary super Saiyan can come back and fucking work my shit. So it's something similar to that, which it kind of blossoms later on. Um, but it's very, very important. I mean, those earrings are very, very important. Um, we won't see much of him throughout the rest of this season. Um, I really? think we see a lot more. Yeah, we won't see much more of him. You see, obviously, his offspring and and all this stuff, stuff like that. But we the, won't see much of him. the 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 times you do see him are very like groundbreaking 
it's a groundbreaking moment just because it's something that you have to see kind of how he does business. But other than that, you don't, yeah, you can tell that there's going to be a lot of underbody individuals that handle things for him who are extremely powerful because of his blood, but actually moves on in general there. You could tell they're saving something massive whenever that time comes. Mm-hmm. It is, it is the demon cores, essentially um, the demon core, which is, you know, the core of demon slayers. It is their one and only goal. I mean, it's not their one and only goal. I mean, obviously they're here to slay demons, but their main goal is to destroy Muzan. And, you know, it's eventually going to come to a full, uh, to a full to a head. Yeah. Come to yeah, a head. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Tamayo and Yushiro before we kind of like wrap things up from here. But, um, Tamayo and Yushiro, I think, they become critical in the series. And, they, you know, even as you go further in the series, they become a lot more critical. I think they're more so, um, they're not warriors. They're not someone who, like, shows up and starts slicing motherfuckers up. But they are, no. they do add a lot of context to the actual demons itself, demon-related things. Definitely. Um, especially with and the introduction of Muzan. Tamayo is actually the one who kind of tells uh, uh, Tanjiro, like, yo, you need to chill out. Like you, <laughs> yeah. you you are making it way too hot on the block right now. She yeah. actually saved you from that. From yeah. that no, basically that's basically what she said. <laughs> and I love the little entrance. I love just the flower, the demon art, which all the flowers. It kind of like enter. It's it's a, once again a great show of like the use of animation and art direction and all this thing throughout the series, because it kind of acts like this sort of barrier, and it's kind of like okay, now we can whisk you away and kind of do all these things. Um, Tamayo is pretty much a kind of like a doctor in a sense. I wouldn't say a doctor, but she knows a lot about um, demon art. She knows a lot about, she's researched a lot, a lot of things about demons. She is a demon herself um, who has managed to kind of transform herself from a demon that needs to feed on humans um, to a demon that kind of like, okay, I only need a bit of human blood to yeah, kind of yeah. live. Forever. Which is important considering Nezuko's situation. Yeah, but yeah. Nezuko is like also doesn't need to feed on humans, but also needs like a ton of sleep to be able to recover and do anything and just kind of like operate the way she operates, which you know what mood. Um, <laughs> Yushiro. <laughs> Yushiro is a different kind of story. He is someone who is in love with Tamayo. He is just yeah. like I love her. I oh, the moment where he's just like he loves her so much that it's like no one compares, and he says like Nezuko is kind of like ugly. Mm. And... That's hilarious. Pandora's <laughs> like, nah, see, you got to get her in the right light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He tries to stick up for her. Like, what? How dare you? Like, what? Nezuko was the most beautiful girl in all the town, and oh, yeah, yeah. and he's just like, you know what? Let's just go. Um, he's like, Nigga. what a hater! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a hater! Um, so we learn a few things throughout this meeting with Tamayo and Yushiro, um, beyond just Yushiro's just in general aggy mood. Um, Tamayo was obviously turned into a demon by Muzan um, without his consent. So the story goes of how she was turned into a demon is that she was suffering from an illness. Um, um, Muzan says, I can cure that illness. And then he turned her into a demon without her actually knowing that. <laughs> the, well, I mean, the only did. You cared her, man. Yeah. I mean, yes. He, he, he was like, oh, I didn't want you to die. He was like, oh, I got to wait so you could not die. And like, boom, turned her into a demon. And she was like, what the fuck? This is not what I asked for. Um, um, 
but we learn, I mean, you learn a little bit much more about Tamayo, especially as you get to the sort of further, further chapters on that. Um, she unfortunately kind of regrets the situation that she's in because she, you know, eventually she, she killed her family once she, um, she turned into a demon. Um, yeah. I, I, I did like the introduction of these two. Um, I do feel like the one thing I, 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 th- I don't know if it's an issue with the series as a whole so far is it's so mm-hmm. fast. Like, I'm like, hold on. I didn't even get a chance to process. Yeah. Literally. What a lot of happened. things happen. A I, lot of things I, happen. I feel like that's their way of like, it's kind of like what you said with character development. They really do like, they, they try to make sure they give every character some type of proper, you know, story. So you know what's going on, you know who they are just from a personality standpoint. And I think unfortunately because of that, it, things do go kind of fast sometimes. Um, and, yeah. and I think they don't want to like hold the, the watcher on for too long because I think we see with so many series, I mean, you look at Dragon Ball in itself and Dragon Ball is just this very long, arduous, like we, we ain't have to reach 100 episodes in to know that Frieza actually blew up <laughs> the right, same planet. Yeah, right, like yeah. <laughs> we didn't have to reach that, but this one kind of like moves with a pace to me that it's like, Especially considering, like, okay, we're we're in episode six, we're like fighting demons, and then episode seven, oh shit, we learn about the major demon, and then in episode eight, you're like, oh, the whole backstory behind this entire thing, and things are moving so so quickly. Um, I kind of like it. I understand what you're saying though, because it moves quickly. Where you're like, oh shit, I missed something. I need to watch it again and kind of catch up because that's kind yeah. of been what this second watch for me has been. It was like it's a lot of it catching up, and especially going over to like all the fandom and Wikia pages and kind of like um, looking at the back history of all these other things and kind of like analyzing. It was like, whoa, I missed a lot in that episode. Holy shit! Yeah. Like, I, I absorbed it I, the I same think... way. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, like. There's not much filler. It's and the filler mm. is within important episodes, you know, maybe like three minutes of comic relief or, you know, and it's like too much, like it's annoying to the point where it's a lot of comic relief and then they just move back on to whatever the episode's about. But mm. I, I the way that I took it in was okay, they're giving a lot of information very fast, but it's critical. But are yeah. are you saying that the pacing does a disservice to the series? Because I can see that from an aspect in terms of like the pacing I mean, doesn't allow things to settle in as they pro- probably should, especially when you're getting the information that you're getting right now. Maybe, but well, if I, they let it, if they made us sit on it, then we may be complaining about it being slow, or they may have put it, you know, another extra episode in that really didn't mean anything besides some information they had to tell us about a character. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I, and again, like I don't hate it. Cause I do feel like anime is the reason I check out so often is because I don't know which episodes I should be watching beforehand. Um, but I think that Tamayo, she becomes like super exposition dump and then it's literally, then the episode's over. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, well, I mean, we don't, we, we get it. We get like maybe four or five minutes of really understanding what their characters are all about. Then we get an exposition dump about whether you're able, he's, she's able to turn her back or not and how long it took her to actually do so. And then it's she's like, okay. I, I, yeah. She's and he asked her how old she is. And, uh, and you sure was like, never ask a lady. That's like a, a anime trope too, is, is the main characters asking women how much they're, how, how old they're. I think Go, <laughs> Goku does that shit too. Doesn't he? Like, in, Goku uh, does a lot of stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of stupid. But I, I just feel like it's very, it's very exposition dumpy during that particular episode where we meet them. And I was mm-hmm. one, I, I wonder if they, they continue to do that throughout the series. Don't tell me, cause I'm going to continue to watch, but 
Okay. Um, that's just what I noticed. Um, I will say that. Let's see. I, you know, there are various points you get a lot of. Th- I can see what you're saying, and yeah, I can see without yeah without giving away too much. I guess I can see what you're saying on t- on this entire thing. Um, but. I think it's it's something that's recurring, especially I talked about it. I think it was in episode three where just a lot happens, just like a lot from mm-hmm. like him becoming like, you know, this unexperienced fighter to this experienced fighter and having to learn all about various things like a lot just happens in that episode. And this is kind of another episode where a lot happens as well, despite it not being action. But I think they also wanted to get quickly get back to the action. <laughs> they yeah, were just like, yeah. oh, let's uh, which let's, I can uh, appreciate. Yeah, I can appreciate. Let's uh, let's get back to some like sword. This is about Demon Slayer. Let's do that. Um, is there a way to turn Nezuko back into a human? I put the little Simpsons quote of short answer yes with an if, long answer no with a but. Um, <laughs> there is, in terms of God. There's so you know what it's it's weird because there's so much else like I've fully in terms of just watching the series I began to love the series and just kind of like experience and there's so much else that turned that just like where Nezuko eventually uh, how can I say this without spoiling it please um, don't <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna spoil it but the exciting there's so parts many of different the various things at the yeah end of the season so like yeah there's there's various things about it it's still i would say that the question is still up in the air there's nothing has really changed can they maybe it's still the answer is still maybe it's like yeah. hopefully one day like i would love to turn back into human too but i've been here for 200 years just trying to make myself eat you know yeah <laughs> human blood sauce like currently <laughs> it's more about can she continue to live this way yeah that's at least what her um what her research has shown her and she's turned she's the one who turned to my own to a demon which it's crazy because just thinking of that and understanding that muzan is the only person who can turn someone to a demon and Tamayo has found the ability to turn someone to a demon as well it's like wow this is kind of how far that her research has kind of taken her right. and all these other stuff like that so it's you know she acts to study and Go ahead. Yeah, it's essentially Nezuko's like a ticking time bomb, right? Like, I mean, she there's no telling when that spell she's under will will she'll snap out of it, or and she'll you know because the rule is right. She's she's been told not to kill a human or not right. to and kill. If anyone. she does, Tandro has to be able to handle it. Yeah, he has to kill her, and you know, I, I think that's the the big question. They, I, I don't think they said that just to leave it open. I think it's definitely mm-hmm. going to come up later on. Um. You're a smart guy. No um, <laughs> um, so she asks for Nezuko's blood and, and the demon of anyone that co- is a, pretty much a demon that's in close proximity to Muzan. And, oh, look what a coincidence is. Two demons that are in close proximity to Muzan just kind of send a fucking giant murderous dodgeball through a window. Um And that is the beginning of the next, uh, the next little arc thing, which is to be honest with you, um, I thought, you know, we got a, bottom, a, a bit of information from this. They're still holding back on a lot of information about all yeah. of this. It's yeah. um, The exposition dump was probably just like, I wouldn't even say it's a surface level because it goes pretty deep. And But once you see it in context with a lot of different other things, it becomes like, oh, shit. Um, and that's all I can say from watching these episodes. But the next episode, we get a a major handicap match um 
between the demons and the people of the house, and it is one of the most it is. original. So good. It is one of the most original kind of like, wow, this is what an animation budget can actually do. Yeah, it's <laughs> like when you, when you really got something behind you, this is how it's supposed to look. Yeah, it was like, supposed well, to look super Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, it's supposed to look like <laughs> no duels right. or oh, nothing. God. And it's crazy, nope. right? Like you're considering they don't like take the, no off days on this. No, series. there's no off days. There's this no looks as beautiful days. as it does all throughout the episode. There is no unless when they draw the crude ones for comic effect. I know, um, but yeah, that's understood. That's like a you know that. But they take no off days. Everywhere. This is a big budget, big money big everything like these are movie scenes from dragon ball super that is just ending up in episode nine like it it is insane what they do with this fight so i'm interested um we'll learn about that next episode i think we'll i think in the next episode we'll also see a couple other of the demon slayers that are introduced that were part of the original ones who passed the exam and just haven't been like fully expound on so we'll get into some more demons slayers and they look they look cool because i can i can see them from the intro the very beginning yes they look cool one of them is 100 not cool um and i think it'll <laughs> probably be if there's anything that will turn you off from the series moving forward i think it'll be one of these characters because probably. to me it is unbearable Two horn? Well, no, uh, no. Well, yes and no, but uh, no. But well, that, that's well, not well, why well, they're well, annoying. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's not about it. One of them is like, well, actually, I think Justin will like appreciate the the reasoning behind how annoying he is. But like, it is annoying. He's hard to get through. But once you get through that point and you see like the fighter that he is, the spirit that he has, I think it makes it makes sense. But yes, you will be annoyed. Yes. Um. I think what we're going to do for the next set of episodes, we're going to go through two sets of fights in the next set of episodes. After the initial, like the one that just shows up right here, there's another fight. Once again, it is also very original. Um, I'm talking about the one with the Jeff. Remember the house that, you know, that does the thing. Yes. the yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we'll talk about that as well. Cause that's part of the introductions of the other demons as well. And you know, it'll be a very action packed episode. I'll say the next episode. Um, but I want to thank, first of all, Justin for tuning in and also spending his time getting in depth with this anime. Um, very much appreciate you for doing that. Um, yeah. Hey man, this I mean, I want to put Justin on more things, but like it's, it's, I feel like anime has definitely taken a much more clean approach and like not bullshitting us with, you know, five episodes in between to, to get to the important stuff. And I think that's why Demon Slayer, you know, is something that I want to put more people on because you, you get authentic all the way through. And, and, you know, it's no silly shit, no silly writing. And if it is, it's within the episode, not 30 minutes of bullshit, you know? <laughs> yeah, so no, I think that's you got you guys definitely put me on. Uh, I, I think I I, I miss I had misread uh, Mills' text, and I thought he just wanted me to watch six, seven, and eight. So I watched six, seven, eight. And I was like, okay, so I'm just kind of jumping in here. <laughs> and then he said, go back and watch one through five. And I was like, oh, okay. So I I mean I didn't I didn't even complain. I I just binged it all, uh, literally yesterday, and I had a I had a blast doing so. So, um, we hope you continue watching it. Um. 
and just you know get i think it's right it's kind of like within your alley as well in terms of just like the horror yet story yet a bunch of great things and it's just so well presented there's various animes i would not have recommended you so (laughs) just with this one i think we were like okay well this this seems like it could work for justin like um because there's a lot of animes i like for instance i wouldn't recommend you for i love my hero academia but I know you probably won't love My Hero Academia. I I've seen it a couple oh, times, <laughs> and I'm like, what is this garbage? <laughs> I, I don't think you would enjoy it. I think, who would I think would enjoy it? Pat might enjoy it. I don't know. Um, Pat might enjoy it. But we'll see. That's because we'll he looks like the main character. He looks like the main character. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that said, thank you, thank you, Justin, for um, coming with us on this journey again. Um, as as you can you know as you can see, um, you can listen to both Justin and I on the A Show weekly on the A Show um, feed on RNC Radio. You can follow RNC Radio live for various all updates with everything RNC. You can also follow the Lookout at the Lookout RNC on Twitter as well. Getting that account off the ground. Um, you you can follow. Um, the lookout on Instagram as well. I think I also changed it to RNC. So make sure you just look out for the lookout on Instagram as well. Um, and follow us on YouTube as well. We're dropping various clips on YouTube. We might have some exclusive stuff on YouTube eventually one day. We got to sit in. Just Jeff and I have to like sit in one day and just record you, some like fun. You may see Nezical jumping out the box with Roddy Rich playing <laughs> in the background. So with Roddy Rich the box. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. Um. So make sure you tune into all of that, all our, all our multimedia type of things. And just stay tuned for the next episode, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Take care.